What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of That's Game Podcast. This is Joan here as always. And do check out my live stream on Twitch. I've been playing Legends of Terra regularly. And I actually started streaming on a regular basis to prepare myself for the upcoming $10,000 seasonal Legends of Terra championships. You can also follow me on Twitter for updates on when I'm going live and also for when my latest episode of the Dead's Game Podcast has been published. So let's get on with the topic of the day. Or the topic of the episode. Today I'm going to talk about the KDA cards. I will not be talking about the event in all, in general, because it feels the same as Spirit Blossom. And this is a podcast where we discuss about the cards, we discuss about the meta, and we discuss about everything that is related to strategy when it comes to Legends of Runeterra. And thank you once again to my to my audience, to my community who has been listening to my podcast, who has been following me ever since the start. Also carrying carrying on all the way to my Twitch stream. Thank you all for supporting me. And I can only say one thing. It is that I'll carry on creating strategic, insightful, and thought-provoking content for all of you so that you can take your Legends of Runeterra gameplay experience, whatever you call it, to the next level. So let's talk about the KDA cards. There was actually a lot of discussion amongst the community regarding the brand new cards that were released. Some people were saying that the cards don't really fit the overall Legends of Runeterra ecosystem or the entire environment of how the game is. Some were even saying that, hey, the champions of these cards aren't even out yet. Why are you guys releasing everything all of a sudden? And there were some which were quite logical, like myself, who actually look at this entire event as nothing more than a money grab. There's a big reason why there's a KDA card release all of a sudden. Brand new cards, brand new card bags, brand new cardboard, brand new, you know, everything, emotes and stuff. It's because they're trying to line it up together with the World's 2020 season. If you guys don't know, the the League of Legends World Championship had just ended. And congratulations to Damwon Gaming for winning the entire tournament. They beat Suning Gaming 3 to 1. And that really puts Korean League of Legends back on top. Because I do know that they have not they have been absent from the grand finals for at least two years, if I'm not mistaken, because IG and FPX won the past two. And they play against Europe and they totally destroyed Europe, by the way. If you guys follow the League of Legends uh competitive scene. And so with Korea back dominating the entire League of Legends ecosystem. It feels that the entire... It's like what goes around comes around. Every game, there's a cycle. In Dota 2, the Europeans were always dominating. And then there was a period where the Chinese players were winning. And then everything went full circle and it's now Europe dominance all over again. And so in League of Legends, it was Korea dominance and now it went back to Korea dominance. So it's just funny how things always get back to its original place. And so let's get back to, Le- to Legends of Runeterra. Congrats to Damwon Gaming once again. So we look at the cards that were released together with the World's 2020 kind of thing, the KDA event. Because let's be honest, all this KDA stuff, it looks very uh, gimmicky. Some players will actually jump on a bandwagon and head on over to Legends of Runeterra because they see, oh my gosh, there are, there's a KDA, go- KDA event going on. And some of the male players actually like all these KDA skins because, you know, it reminds them of K-pop idols and stuff. Let's not go there, but... You guys, you guys get a get the gist of it, you know? And so I believe that this event is actually trying to make more players from League of Legends jump over to Legends of Runeterra. 
because we all know the hype regarding the $10,000 seasonal tournament. I believe that's a very good reason why a lot of players are starting to pick up this game, because everyone actually has a chance to qualify for the seasonal tournament, be it through the master ladder or through the gauntlet thing. And so, with this KD event, there will be influx on new players, there definitely will be new players who try to try hard, because the moment you log in, you get to see the news, right? You get to see, oh my gosh, there's going to be a brand new tournament, there's a KD event, why not I just buy the pass and, you know, try out this game. Maybe I get a chance to win at $10,000. Because everyone, like I said, everyone has an equal chance, right? And so when we have new players joining in, they definitely will spend the minimum amount regard to start this game. But you know this game is free to play, and it's pretty easy to get everything. And so the money they'll be spending will be definitely on the KDA Season Pass. Because there are some players who enjoy collecting skins, and so... This KDA event is definitely a damn good money grab for Riot. And so that's why you'll see a lot of new players starting to play. And they want to collect everything KDA related because you know why? The K-pop thing, you know, they want to follow their idols and stuff. And so with this brand new expansion, not really expansion, brand new event with the brand new cards. These cards actually... I would just say that 60% of it, because there are 5 cards, right? 60% of it has the potential to change the meta. Whereas the rest just feels incredibly out of place. Maybe out of place is not the right word. Maybe in the future those cards will actually be super playable. The very first card that actually came to my mind, or more like when the cards were released with the brand new with the brand new event and stuff, I was actually playing the same deck on the master ladder. I hit masters with S Sodrani for the for this season and the past season. That makes it two seasons in a row where I use the same deck. I usually don't use the same deck for Master's Ladder, but Esadroni just seems as a deck too, too pretty damn good against every other deck in the meta today. There are some players who don't really believe that Esadroni is that great because, you know, Aso Trunder, warm other control, easy to pilot, right? One card win condition, true ledge draws, and then you just atrocity and that's game over from there. And a lot of players are starting to cut Flash Freeze because Lee Sin Targon has to hit, meaning that there is no need to play Flash Freeze, meaning that your Atrocity will guaranteed OTK your opponent from just a 2 card combo of Ledros and Atrocity. And so when we look at the overall landscape of the meta, there's no reason not to run Astrojourney, right? And so I just run Astrojourney because it has a good mid-range matchup, it beats everything. The only bad matchup is Pirate Aggro which got hit because of Make It Rain. I do see like Pirate Aggro totally dropping in terms of play rate, people starting to adopt Scouts again. And Scouts actually has a terrible time against Astrojourney. And so I highly, I highly recommend people who want to hit Masters this season to run Astrojourney. If not the best deck, the next best deck to run is War Mother Control. And let me correct myself, it is no longer War Mother's Control because it's now Feel the Rush Ram, Ram deck, you know. So let me introduce you guys to the brand new card which has been tearing the ladder, making everyone so pissed off. Is that the right word? Pissed off or annoyed? It just seems that when you kill off one, it's like the Hydra thing, you know, cut off one head and two more pop out. And yes, you cut off the head of Lee Sin Targon and another monster rests its head in the form of Feel the Rush. So Feel the Rush is one of the spells, or one of the five cards that were released together at the KDA event. It belongs to the Freelord region, it is 12 mana, and it's a slow spell. The effect is, summon two different random champions from your hand and deck, and then you raise the stats up to 10-10 boys. And so, we look at it, Freelord, right? 12 mana. What does, what does this card actually uh, remind you of? Okay, it definitely reminds you of War Mother, right? 
And so the entire way War Mother has been played has been changed. They remove War Mother's control in and instead of running running three copies of War Mother Con- War Mother Call, they run three copies of Feel the Rush. By the way, it's War Mother's Call, not War Mother Control. I keep mixing up the card name. And so with these three copies of Feel the Rush, you are guaranteed to summon a 10-10 trundle along with a 10-10 Trindamir. And here's the best part about this deck. They usually drop Trundle on turn 5. And if you're able to reach like turn 6, turn 7 with all the RAM, you can just drop Feel the Rush. And then you have a board of 2 Trundle, which probably is really leveled up, and a Trindamir. And there is absolutely no way that the opponent can come back from that unless they are running the Ruination. But then if they cast the Ruination, your Trindamir will become the leveled up version of Trindamir. And in that sense, that only happens in the mirror match. And how about let's talk about against every other matchup. War Mother as a deck has an incredibly good time against aggro because they have drains, they have board clear, wording stones into, into, into Trundle as early as turn 4. That is almost game for an aggro player. And Trundle is so amazing against mid-range matchups because of regeneration. It actually provides such a solid body on board that all these mid-range, all these aggro decks can't really compete against Trundle, meaning that they have to sacrifice one minute to even go through with a combat phase if they want to win the game as soon as possible. And so we feel the rush, it sort of fills in the gap towards his finisher. Because War Mother, War Mother's Call is quite... It's the kind of card that you'll never cast unless you're playing against another control deck. Because casting War Mother Control against aggro means that you more or less really won the game. And if you have to cast it against combo, that is your win condition. Let me correct myself. Combo and control decks, that's the only time you cast War Mother's Control. And now with Feel the Rush, you play Feel the Rush. And you're playing against combo control decks. There is no way they can deal with two 10-10 minions on the board at the same time. As for War Mother's Control, War Mother's Call, sorry, <laughs> I keep mixing up. They summon a minion from the top of the deck. It can be Wooding Stones, it can be Everoster Hearthguard, it can be Ladros, it can be another Trundle, another Trinomir. Everything is randomized, depending on the number of champions that you play, or number of followers or units that you play. Meaning that you cannot control the outcome of War Mother's Call. Sometimes you can roll unluckily and then you just drop Wording Stones after Wording Stones. And your opponent will just smile and just win the game from there. Against War Mother's Call, you can prepare for that. As for Feel the Rush, it's, it's just the type of card which outright is winning the game automatically when you play it. Because you know that you're going to drop Trundle and Trinomir from your deck. Guaranteed, because the card text is... Yes, that's the card text, right? Summon two different random champions from your hand and deck. And you can just summon it from your deck. At this point, sometimes you don't really need to keep Trundle in your hand because Feel the Rush is almost always guaranteed to drop two champions, regardless of where those champions are. And so Feel the Rush really makes War Mother look like a joke at this point. Because the past few seasons, people have been running War Mother as the ultimate control or RAM. The only reason you play RAM was to play War Mother's, War Mother's Call. So many decks have been optimized to fit in War Mother's Call. Playing a lot of removal, playing a lot of sustain, just to ensure that War Mother can drag out to win the game. But now the direction of War Mother's Oh no, not even War Mother. The direction of RAM decks totally changed. Even ASO Trundle are running 3 copies of Feel the Rush now. Because let's talk about it. You're summoning an ASO and you're summoning a Trundle and you buff it both to 10-10. Okay, no doubt ASO gets buffed to a 10-10 and that's about it, right? But then, ASO plus Trundle 10-10 on the board. Let's say, hypothetically, you already have 2 or two or 3 other creatures on the board. And that makes ASO's nerf, which was 25 attack plus to level up, become non-existent because all you gotta do is play a 12 mana Feel the Rush and GG. You know, ASO levels up, you get free cards, and your opponent can't react to it. There's, there's spell tree on it. Okay, let's say that they can react 
to your ASO. What happens to the 10 10 Trundle on board? It's just gonna level up next turn because Ice Pillar is generated through Field of Rush because you summon it. And then the 10 10 will keep compounding and then the overwhelm damage is GG from there, right? You think about it, the math. The game ends so quickly from there. And those, both those decks run RAM and they have pretty good time surviving. And that's one big reason why I'm playing S2 Johnny because it has such a good matchup against everything except Pirate Aggro, but no one plays Pirate Aggro anymore. Every other deck in the meta totally gets destroyed by more mother control and ASO Tronto. Even discard aggro. You summon a bunch of 1-1s one and then you try to buff everything and then you drop the 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 the, uh, the card that buffs everything, you know, the 4 mana 2-1, get plus one plus one for each other creatures you summon. That creature, no doubt it can trade well against Trundle, but then they have funny spells like Trochan, they have Avalanche, they have tons of heals. Rejuvenating Raw is almost a death sentence the moment you cast it against this card aggro. Because the deck relies on bot control, and then you get Trundle along with Ice Quake, which is yeah another death sentence against this card aggro. So when we look at Ram now, it's almost unstoppable. Because Lee Sin Targon got hit, you know? Lee Sin Targon got hit so hard, that one mana cost increase really is really at a very bad time. Last week when I released the episode, I believe that the meta will definitely become more of a mid-range kind of meta, back to the old days of scouts, the old days of Swing Twister Fate and stuff, because Make It Rain's nerf might be huge, but Swing Twister Fate is still playable because they have Scorched Earth that can deal with the the latest combo deck, which is the Tamken Soraka. And now when we see, we have funny cards like Fuel the Rush existing due to the KDA event, and then the nerf to the only playable Iona deck, it really gets me thinking, like, sometimes all these nerf and all these funny things that they're doing, did Ryan even plan them in the first place? Or it just feels that they just throw these cards around and just release it and then the player feedback for Field of Rush isn't that great because players are not happy. Personally, when I faced against Field of Rush for the first time, I was my eyes were like, Doom. Seriously, you just dropped two minions. I've been I've been winning the game through I've been dominating you throughout the entire game. And then you just reach turn six, turn seven, turn eight, and then you drop Field of Rush and then you turn over the game from there. Then that put me a life point because you have a you have an Overwhelm minion, and then you have a Trunder, which keeps rejuvenating every turn. And you have a free priority Ice Pillar. How does that even make sense, right? Yeah, and then, due to the response of Field of Rush existing, players start to realize I have to run 3 copies of D9 now, because you have to find a way to counter Field of Rush. There's no actual counter to it. Even the Ruination is terrible against it. Vengeance only deals with 1. And so, most players are, oh my gosh, Field of Rush is insane. It's just too strong. I won't be surprised that there will be variations of Field of Rush coming out real soon because you can summon ASO from your deck from anywhere. In the past, you need to use Dragon's Clutch in order to get ASO into your hand. You know how ridiculous that sounds? Field of Rush being a Freylord card of all regions is extremely frustrating. You know, in the past, ASO Trundle used to be a deck which requires a high skill cap, but then due to Field of Rush and due to the nerf, only a small amount of players are able to pilot the deck to a degree of success. But now it cuts with you the rush. My gosh, even a Tom, Dick and Harry can just play this card and dominate everyone, you know? Especially if you're not running Ionia. And let's speak about Ionia. The only other card that is playable is Gohard. Gohard is the one mana spell. Slow, by the way. Drain one from a unit and then shuffle two copies of Gohard into your deck. Once you cast Gohard three times, transform all copies of Gohard into pack your bags. And what is Pack of Bags? It is a deal 5 to all enemies and the enemy nexus. Transform all copies of Pack of Bags back into Gohard. So it's kind of a looping kind of card. And it's a Shadow Owls kind of uh, mechanic. 
And so when it comes to Shadow Owls, there's only one deck which can be paired together with it to make Gohan become insanely powerful. And let me tell you guys what that deck is, it's not other than a spooky karma. Players have started to find that putting karma together in Lee Sin might actually work, you know, because you get to double spell it, and then you have tons of survival. And that being the only meta viable deck that can play against through the rush decks, because they have deny. And they have funny ways to sustain the game because both Spooky Karma and Feel the Rush decks, Feel the Rush, Feel the Rush Ram, let's just call it a Ram deck, Ram decks versus Spooky Karma, they're both sitting ducks until your late game, meaning that you can keep farming your Go Hard pretty easily. And then when the time comes, pack your bags together with Karma's double cast, it's able to clear Feel the Rush minions, the 10 10, both of them 10 10s, right? So you do 5 and you do 5 on top of it. And that's 10 damage to the Nexus along with 10 damage to both the Feel Rush minions. And so that's a natural response to the RAM deck that currently exists. And so the meta is back to its first place. There's always a tier 1 and then there's a counter to it. So this is a never-ending scenario. It's just that this KDA event released Feel the Rush and that totally changed the entire meta over its head. No doubt the other cards are okay, like go get it out of the way and give it all. Those cards are great but they are not meta viable as of now. But I do see in the future, because those cards are actually quite strong, overpowered actually. But there might be future applications where those cards can be used. As of now, it's Feel the Rush and Go Hard. It's either you're playing a Ram deck, you're trying to beat your opponent with a Trundle and a Trinomir with 10 or your Aso Trundle player, you summon a 10 Trundle, and you summon an Aso from your deck. How ridiculous is that? And if not, your opponent will be running Karma, and he has double, double casting or pack of bags, and then leasing to do all the OTK funny shenanigans to win the game. So it's like, pick your poison. The meta is just back to a 2-deck state. But no doubt, those two decks are fighting each other. They actually have a good time against each other because both are sitting ducks due to their nature of how those decks are played. And then the rest of the meta is filled with Scouts, Swain Twister Fate, and maybe even Esadroni. And some people are forgetting the ultimate Dark Horse deck of the meta, which is none other than Sea Monsters. Sea Monsters is absolutely wrecking everything. If you guys don't know how powerful Slaughter Dogs is, wait till you see it during the Seasonal Championship. I won't be surprised that players are running Sea Monsters because of how powerful the deck is now. I'm not kidding. When I faced against Slaughter Dogs, I was actually amazed at how powerful that card actually is, you know? Summoning 1 Nautilus is fine, you know? 7 mana Nautilus, 13-13, it's okay. But what happens when they trigger Slaughter Dogs at the start of their turn or at the start of your own turn? You can't actually deal with 3 or 4 minions, just like facing Fuel the Rush. But Sea Monsters actually has a good time because of the sustainability and how the deck actually runs. Before even Slaughter Dogs exists, the deck was actually quite good and now it's actually better due to Slaughter Dogs. And so that is all I have for today's episode. Go Hard and Feel the Rush definitely changed the entire meta. Due to Feel the Rush, Go Hard is actually the natural response with Karma together. Do let me know what you think. I believe that this meta is a topsy-turvy one due to Feel the Rush and I expect Feel the Rush to get hit within a week or even two weeks. Minimum one week. And so, I'll see you guys on the next episode. And I do hope to see you guys when I go live on Twitch as well. That's all for today, and that's game.